Welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premiere podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. Welcome back to the very first episode of this show. Uh, okay, well, just got an email that uh, I did not get a job that I applied for. So there you go. Thank you, Georgia Public Broadcasting. You know, you work in television for so many years. They tell you to get experience. You finally get experience, and then uh, they don't watch you. <laughs> they just they make things up. Uh, I'm hunched over <laughs> in the in the latest version of the studio to this show. Uh, and oh, you know, I got to start this uh, timer. And uh, in you know, I I, uh, I I didn't do an episode for two weeks. Uh, I did plan, even though I did plan out two episodes, and then uh, I just didn't do them because one, I moved. And then two, after I moved, I was I said, you know what? I can take a week off. Uh, this is not news time. There does not need to be a weekly episode. Also, there wasn't really much news, and so I just I felt easy doing it. Um, and then uh, fast forward to last week, uh, I <laughs> I was planning on doing an episode, and I, I again I had the same news that was still pretty timely, and I I decided, you know what? Not in the mood. And here we are, two weeks later, I have finally sat down to record episode 173, I believe, or four. One of those numbers for this podcast uh, here in my the new apartment, the new studio. Uh, as If you've seen the last two news times, they were shot in uh, this area I'm calling the studio, which is my dining room, which is filled. One, side, one wall is filled with a bunch of stuff for shooting. Another wall is filled with uh, a wire rack with food, a typewriter, and extra electronics on it. And uh, and then the wall directly behind me just has like a printer and uh, some miscellaneous uh, tax information and papers and stuff in my book bag. Uh, so there you go. That's that's all the stuff you're, you're not missing out here. So I lose a bedroom, gain a dining room, uh, and pay a lot more money than what I was paying before. Uh, but here we are, recording this show. So let's get on. Let's get moving. And start uh, talking about some stuff. So this, uh, the first story I have to talk about is something I think I'm going to do next week's news time on. This comes from The Hollywood Reporter, written by Scott Feinberg, well, Feinberg. Film Academy sets inclusion requirements for Oscars will take full effect in 2024. Okay, so as you, uh, if, you, if you follow any type of awards chatter, you know that the, uh, the Academy has been looking for... The Academy of uh, Arts and Sciences, Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, has been looking to fill... Some sort of uh, inclusion, they're trying to hop some sort of inclusion barrier when it comes to their award ceremonies and shows and movies and the stuff they accept and stuff. And, you know, just since the dawn of these awards, uh, anything that's uh, any movie, most movies that win aren't really inclusive. And the ones that are inclusive, in quotes, uh, are typically tend to be the ones that kind of have you know a star that's a white savior uh coming to save the poor uh, person of color or woman woman of color that 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 just needs help uh read green book uh crash is one of those um i think and i think crash is the most uh, made fun of one of those uh, oscar winners um moonlight i would definitely say is one of those um stuff that just has an important message and, you know, I, 
I find that uh, those are the movies that just uh, typically fade into obscurity. I, I, I always think about this, and I, and I definitely would love to write a movie <laughs> to win an Oscar one day. Um, but the movies that typically win Best Picture or something like that, uh, those are the ones that are on you know the deepest trenches of Netflix that never get watched or rewatched again. No one ever sits down and says, I got to rewatch Schindler's List. And like, no one's sitting down to rewatch that. No one's like, I got to see Moonlight again. But it's the movies that are surrounding it, the ones that people tend to, uh, to watch and rewatch. Like, like somebody's going to rewatch. I got, I was going to say Spider Man Far From Home, but you know, all right, fine. Spider Man Far From Home. So, like, I can totally see people rewatching that, but I, I, I can't see, you know, more than one or two watches on Schindler's List or Crash or moonlight or anything like that uh because i even even as you know complex and serious as those movies tend to be they come off as one note more or less um and you know i mean and that's not to say those movies are you know quote unquote bad or anything but they're they're just not god i don't want to say timeless either but they just don't have that that rewatchability you know like Except for Parasite, I do want to see Parasite again. I, I, I do think that movie is truly one of them. And, so, and, that's, and that's why, because Parasite is just, yeah, it has the themes and messages of the elite versus the, the poor, but it still it still tells this this story that hasn't been seen before, and, and, uh, and it does a, a, a fine job of doing it as well. So anyway, let's get, let's get on with the story. <laughs> I've been talking for like three minutes straight on that one. Um, so starting basically around 2024, these inclusion standards, uh, they're called the Academy Inclusion Standards, are going to be uh, a part of it. Um, but there's going to be, in the meantime, an inclusion stand, in, uh, excuse me, an inclusion, an Academy Inclusion Standards form will have to be submitted to the Academy for a film to be considered for the 94th Oscars, recognizing films from 2021 released after February 28th, and the 95th Oscars, recognizing films from 2021, although meeting inclusion thresholds will not be yet a requirement. So there are thresholds. There are reasons why they're doing this. So there's, there's a, there's a, it's a long list. So we're going to bear in mind, this is going to take a long time, uh, probably the rest of this segment. So... Starting with the 96 Oscars in 2024, a film will have to meet at least two of the four of the following standards in order to be eligible for Best Picture. So this is this is stuff that they have to meet, at least two of these. All right, so to achieve, so standard A is on-screen representation, themes, and narratives. So you basically, for, uh, uh, for there's, there's tiers within the standards. Um, so there's three standards, four standards, and then there you have to meet uh, two of those tiers, basically. Two, two of, two of either four, you know, whatever. Not, not. So you can meet standard A. You can meet A one in standard A and B two in standard B, and that's two. There, that's how you explain that. Okay, so to uh, this is on-screen representation themes and narratives for standard A. To achieve standard A, one film must meet one. The film must meet one of the following criteria. You have to have uh, A1, lead or significant supporting actors, which includes people of color. A2, general ensemble cast. At least 30% of all actors are uh, women, uh, some type of ethnic group, LGBTQ, or 
people with disability and or people with disabilities. So you have to have at least two of those uh, for that 30 percent. And then a three main lines, uh, main storyline slash subject matter covers uh, is centered on the underrepresented groups, which are women, LGBTQ, uh, ethnic groups with people with disabilities. So from those, you have to have the representation of people of color, women, uh, the queer community or people with disabilities which is uh just you know i'll get into this with the the news time stuff but uh when i do news time but um it's not it's it's a big sweeping thing but it's also leaving a little bit broad when i think and i and i don't say broad in a bad way i mean i think it's broad and and it's very it's a very good broadness you know in terms of uh, you know, you can have an um, Alaskan Native woman uh, and somebody in a wheelchair uh, that are part of your cast, and they're not just shoehorned in there. They don't, and then, and it's not part of their um, their identity. You know, the 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 woman thing isn't an identity thing. You know, the the wheelchair isn't their identity. It's it just happens to be a part of the character. Um, also, it's very interesting that I think that the picture in this this article. Oh, never mind. There's one article that has the that has a picture. I think it might be the Vox article or the uh, New York Times version of this that has um, Robert De Niro and Al Pacino from uh, that movie Scors- Scorsese did. Uh, Patton. No, wait. What's it called? <laughs> that that movie that just came out, Irishman. Irishman. And uh, that movie had all white guys in it. So as much as I like Scorsese, it's he always makes movies with white guys. Same thing for uh, Little Woman director. She does that. Greta Gerwig. She only makes women, uh, movies for white women. Uh, you know, white women are gonna be fine. They're gonna just like white guys. They're gonna be fine. Standard B: Creative leadership and project team to achieve standard B. The film must meet one of the criteria below. The creative leadership and department heads, so at least two people from the heads of the departments, such as casting directors or producers, production designers, makeup, one of those have to be women, ethnic group, LGBTQ, or people with disabilities. And then at least one of the positions uh, must belong to the following underrepresented groups, which includes... You know, the Asians, Latina, uh, Latin people. Uh, I'm not going to say Latinx because that's stupid. Uh, <laughs> black. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and so on and so forth. Uh, and then there's B2, other key roles. At least six other crew slash team and technical positions, uh, excluding the PAs, are uh, from an underrepresented racial or ethnic group. Yes. So that's just that's trying to get the crew. So if uh, if behind if in front of the camera was standard A was the A standards, then B standards are behind the camera. And then uh, C, I mean, excuse me, B three overall crew composition. At least thirty percent of the film's crew uh, must be part of women, ethnic groups, LGBTQ, or the uh, disabilities. Great. So in front of the camera we have this inclusion, and behind the camera we have this inclusion. This is going to be. Uh, wonderful just to force studios hands at hiring different types of people because it's always you're always going to have no shortage of white guys with beards and glasses all trying to uh, you know be a PA or be a um, a gaffer or you know and you know they're they're all going to all those guys are going to look the same they're all going to hang out they're all going to know each other but when when you have the when you have the queer people uh, trying to produce uh, when you have people with disabilities trying to do makeup 
you when you have women who want to uh, what, is it, what is it cast. <laughs> Uh, if you want to be an Allison Jones, you can be an Allison Jones. You know, you have to be a woman. She's one of the best casting directors out there. <laughs> Standard C. Industry access and opportunities. So, to achieve standard C, you have to meet both. Here's a little twist. Both of these criteria. C1 is a paid apprenticeship and internship opportunity. So basically just opening up your company to uh, women, ethnic group people, LGBTQ, and people with disabilities. And then uh, C2, training opportunities and skills development. So you open up for the internship, and then at some point, you're going to turn those small people into uh, bigger fish in the, uh, in, the, in, the, in the pond ecosystem out there. So that would be good to see. And then D, audience development. The film must meet this criteria. There's only one criteria for D. Representation and marketing, publicity, and, dis- and distribution. Uh, I believe last year there was a big hubbub about how Netflix, is, uh, how Netflix chose the pictures for its, uh, its TV shows and its movies. Uh, if, you, if you look... You know, no one, no one person's Netflix is going to look the same as the next person's Netflix queue and all that stuff. Uh, and you'll see, you know, how sometimes if you load up the app, uh, you'll see like, um, uh, I, I don't know, uh, Warrior Nun is that a show? Warrior Nun has a different photo each time. Uh, well, that that changes and is based on the algorithm and all this stuff. Um, but Nicole Byer on um, uh, Nailed It. I think that picture, the picture for Nailed It, only featured Jacques Torres and I think the line producer Wes, and it uh, didn't feature her, even though she's the main host. And uh, and and people like she mentioned it, but then people like took it to a whole other level. And was like this is racist. Netflix is racist. And uh, no, it's just the algorithm. And, and Netflix looked into it and said, "We're sorry for this." And you know, we'll change it and all that stuff. Uh, but it is an algorithm. And so uh, when you have, and, and then let me tell you another thing. Three, no, no, excuse me. I'm sorry. Um, what's Steven Soderbergh's movie? Get Lucky? Is that what it's called? Soder, what is Steven Soderbergh's, uh, uh, Soderbergh's uh, 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 with Adam Driver? That's it. Logan Lucky. Logan Lucky. Logan Lucky was um, heavily marketed throughout the South in the NASCAR regions, you know, uh, Georgia, Florida, Alabama, Tennessee, all those areas, like all those areas uh, in the, in the Bible belt too. But it was like only, you know, kind of partially, uh, it was still regularly advertised in the places without NASCAR. And it was mostly heavily ag- av- advertised in the, in the NASCAR regions because it's a movie about NASCAR, uh, but it's a NASCAR heist. So you have to be able to, and, and so with that, they knew what they were targeting. So with this uh, audience development, uh, you have to be able to uh, target everybody. Everybody is not saying it's not saying you know uh, don't go f- for your your regular target audience, which you know the NASCAR people are going to want to see Logan Lucky. But for this, it's also saying uh, make sure that. Oh wait, hold on, am I wrong? <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, well, I was telling, I was telling, I just told two stories. I had nothing to do with this. Uh, just, it's just saying the people in the, this is D one audience development representation and marketing and publicity and distribution is saying that in-house senior executives from among the following underrepresented groups on their marketing, publicity and or distribution teams. So just make sure your, your team is diverse, but that still stands. You know, if you're going to, if you're going to market somewhere, 
market right, but then also market for everybody else. Uh, <laughs> hey, look, I like to be wrong. Those are the those are the eligibility requirements that we'll see going forward. This is going to uh, oh, there's going to be different one different requirements for uh, for different categories too. Uh, but this is this is going to be. I mean, in three years is too short of a time. But I guess all the movies that are going to be up even next year are kind are already being made or already made. Uh, so this is this is interesting. I do think it is a good uh way to get people in there but i don't know um if it's if it's going to be a force of change and if it's going to be a meaningful force of change wherein that you know i can the oscars are the movies nominated for uh best picture are already kind of soapy you know with uh you know like uh what's that movie green book it's, it's already kind of soapy um and like in heavy handed and stuff and white savory. So I can only imagine the movies that come from that. Listen, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, uh, we'll get the second half of this show. Let's go to a break, baby. Okay, here we go. Let's go right now. It's loading. It's loading. And this is embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> all right. This is usually where the music would go. So. <laughs> And we're back to the show. You know the bad part about sitting over here is I don't have a monitor anymore, and that can't. And the camera I'm using is still extremely old, so I don't know if I'm in focus. Uh, I can't see myself, so I have to look into the lens of the camera without knowing that I look good. And then also, the camera doesn't um, uh, uh, focus too good. I can't see myself. Uh... Oh, and the camera uh, stops recording at like 15 minutes. So I got to hurry this crap up and stop telling stupid stories. All right, let's move on. Uh, Well, there was a story about advertisers looking to digital TV to make up for losses during the pandemic that I was going to talk about. Guidelines for, okay, so here, let's do, let's do this one. Um, There, TV shows are getting back into production, which is good. Movies are getting back to production too. Uh, And But we, there are protocols, thanks to the coronavirus pandemic, there are protocols that we now have to follow in order to get these shows to and movies to look good. I know why I'm all mixed up today is because uh, I thought I had a therapy appointment, but I didn't. It's next week. We took a week off. Just talking to her way too much. I'm like, oh, she's like, just stop talking about your, your failed relationships. <laughs> so, uh, and funnily enough, the Mandalorian really set the uh, set the tide. So this one comes from Sarah Witten over at CNBC. Technology used to film The Mandalorian could ease COVID-19 film production woes. Uh, I st- again, I don't know. I don't know if I mentioned this. It's the coronavirus pandemic. The coronavirus is the thing that causes COVID-19. You don't catch COVID-19. Wait, the flu is the disease. Yeah. Okay. Well, The coronavirus is the thing that causes it. So I'm not going to call it the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm calling it the coronavirus pandemic. Coronavirus is cooler. The ongoing coronavirus pandemic has crippled film production in the U.S., causing shooting delays and hindering widespread travel. There's an LED technology that's been developed for the Disney Plus series Mandalorian Decade 8 production. And uh, Atlanta's own Pinewood Studios is going to bring it. Bring it to their productions. Uh, there's a team 
So there's a there are giant LED video walls that I guess help uh, help the team. Let me see. The technical innovation from the veteran special effects house doesn't just place a static image on screen. It moves the 3D image in time with the movement of the camera, thus creating a seamless background that acts like the real location. So instead of a green screen, it's kind of like a practical, um, not practical, yeah, it's like a practical green screen. Uh, for the Mandalorian, it's become particularly important because of the main character's metal armor. That's really interesting. Had green screen been used, the post-production team would have had to edit out the green shine of his armor and replace it with a virtual image of his surroundings. Wow. And so the technology is called stagecraft. And so I guess it just makes it easier for them to do this stuff live on hand. They used a similar technology on Westworld. That is so neat. I really do think that is uh, one of the cooler things. But that, but that doesn't mean that every single Washington Post emails me way too much about the deals they have. Doesn't mean it can be used on every single uh, type of uh, film and TV show out there. But it does bode well for shows like Star Trek Discovery and and, the, and other sci-fi shows that really need that type of technology. Uh, so there are some guidelines to coming back. Even though there's technology in place for them to come back, there's guidelines. This comes from CNBC, also written by Sarah Witten. Los Angeles is ready to resume TV and film production. Here are the guidelines for the people on set. So, uh, you're allowed to start, obviously, this is back in June. Uh, this is articles from back in June. So, you're allowed to start, um, but production basically started now. So, you have to have a big plan to go in. You, uh, L.A. County has strict rules, which include health checks, social distancing, and the use of personal protective equipment on set. So basically, wear a mask, stand six feet apart, and only 25% of the space can be filled. For actors who cannot wear face coverings while performing, the rules suggest that they should remain eight feet apart from actors, from other actors, from others. (laughs) Actors should apply their own makeup. Craft services buffets are not permitted, and all food services must be single-serving items. Wow. And then insurance, obviously. If you're going to go back, your insurance insurance is going to uh, go through the roof. Now, I've, I, I'm, I'm finishing up the most recent season of Hard Knocks on HBO, the football uh, series that chronicles the, the last few weeks before in, in preseason and uh, of, the, of the NFL football, of an NFL football team league. And <laughs> NFL football team league. Um, and one of the uh, two of the teams that they're they're covering two teams and it's both LA teams the Chargers and the Rams and they uh, show the technology that the guys have to go and the actually the entire team has to go through uh, to in order to go to practice and everything so like unlike the NBA bubble they do get to come home but they'd still have that same technology where it's an instant uh, scan or like they get the swab up the nose or the spit in the vial or whatever. They have to wear these bands that say they're too close to people. They have to wear a mask or gaiters uh, to uh, to practices and everything and meetings. Meetings are spread apart super wide and uh, like in every, like there are like guys at every other seat and every other table. Uh, so that's those are different ways that the NFL and the MLB, NHL, like everybody. That's the way everybody has been working. Uh, so basically, TV's implementing that type of stuff, um, but uh, there's, you know, the the shooting permits are, are already going out, and uh, in, in LA at least, uh, I know in Atlanta there's some stuff shooting. Yes, yeah, Atlanta's uh, shows are starting to shoot up again. Shoot up again? I shouldn't say that. 
stars are star- stars are stars are stars. So the shows. So this comes from Patrick Hypes in uh, in Deadline. Los Angeles movie and TV production permits begin to percolate. Film LA says. So there are already shows that were made during the uh, during the pandemic, which such as uh, Freeform's uh, Love in the Time of Corona, which is the, a show that pisses me off to no end. Because uh, a, I have not experienced Love in the Time of Corona. I've been alone. <laughs> And B, how dare they shoot a show that fast and make it look even half as decent as as it appears to look, as the trailer makes it look. Uh, Netflix, Ryan's uh, Ryan Murphy's Netflix musical comedy, The Prom, is coming back. Songbird. So most of these shows, oh, it looks like um, still photography and commercial permits make up almost half of the incoming activity, which is 44% per film LA, with music videos 14%, and reality TV 8% shoots also beginning to stir. So that's very interesting that uh, the commercials are the things that need to be made as well, or um, music videos as well. Me, you know, it's funny, Drake Drake is releasing music videos, uh, everybody's releasing music videos, and I'm seeing these things, and there's only, there's two explanations. One, they shot a bunch of this stuff, and they held on to it, or two, people are making music videos and they're super rich and they're able to just shoot at their giant mansions and have 40 people come in and, and like and you know 80 women dancers half naked and stuff and Justin Bieber's there like it's in, it's crazy it's crazy how the uh, pop star music video looks I know that was shot like maybe three weeks ago it cannot have been shot in March that's insane check it out. Uh, Atlanta shows is written by Jill Goldsmith. Atlanta production ramp and override deadline production ramp up uh, underway despite surge in COVID nineteen cases in the region. Now, the, very interesting. Uh, and, uh, people in Atlanta seem to think that the pandemic is over. <laughs> I don't understand. You're throwing parties. Uh, you're you're doing this stuff. Um, a spokesperson for Pinewood Studios Atlanta, which has eighteen sound stages, said advanced teams are back. Uh, Black Ball Studios with nine sound stages had bodies on the ground prepping since Monday. So this is this is a couple of weeks ago. This article was written in July, so about two months ago, almost. Uh, so there are movies coming back, uh, shows coming back. Real Housewives of Atlanta, Tyler Perry shows. They're all starting to film. I mean, he has his own stuff, so he has his own place. So he's going to be filmed no matter what. Home Safe, Double Kidnapped. Um, I don't know any of these things that uh, are on the list, but Atlanta's coming back. Uh, even though I don't think our mayor, Atlanta mayor, uh, Keisha Lance Bottoms wants that stuff to come back, but whatever people are going to do what they're going to do no matter what. Uh, and then there's coming back is going to be tough. It's going to be extremely hard. Uh, oh, Love Island, Big Brother, all that stuff's already coming back. Uh, Fargo, late night, late night shows have already started. Come, have already been back. Um, I think Fargo had one more episode, but because the season wasn't completed before that infamous week in early March, production was halted and its debut was delayed. Yeah, yeah, I think they have one more episode to do. Uh, but for coming back is going to be super, super expensive. This comes from Variety, written by Kate Arthur and Adam B. Very, uh, two people that I don't know, but I call my good friends. <laughs> Uh, you're going to have to pay people. Um, you're going to have to, again, follow the guidelines. And there's no one fully understands how this is going to work. And insurance, again, is going to be, there's going to be 
apparently this is from one studio production chief, 20% increases, as much as 20% increases, and that's on paper, and nothing ever goes uh, well or all completely right on paper when it comes to uh, production and stuff. And you have to, there's going to have to be health departments and all that stuff. Insurance is going to be high. Um, this is, they're all coming back at a time when they have to come back. They have to get this, get these things shot. They have to have, uh, shows and movies ready to go and commercials and music videos and ready to go to make money. Uh, but there's just no conceivable way for them to hold off on doing this. Uh, but then they also have to remain safe and healthy and make sure people are all right. Um, I was going to say something, but. It, you can do it, it's, but it's just going to be tough and you have to be smart about it. Coming back is, man, I, because I, I, I you know, watching uh, Conan's, Conan's show is now shot out of Largo uh, for reasons that I guess Warner Brothers Studios is closed. And, and you can see, you know, they have like maybe seven people there that are like, like on the stage and in and in the audience area, the cameraman, all that, and then they have like a snack table uh, where you can see the single serve, you know, crackers and like juices and stuff. Um, and while it does seem a little bit depressing to have all this, to have you know that little people there, and uh, it's it's still impressive that this can get off get off the ground. Uh, you know, Seth Meyers came back to his studio and only has like five or six people in his in his uh, studio right now doing everything and everybody else is at home. So, yeah, it's this is it's going to take some time to get used to. And especially since there's no oh, this is a whole thing. I am glad I did not cover this. <laughs> uh, but it's uh, it's going to be it's going to be like this for a long time. And even with the vaccine, it's still going to be, you know, at least two years of this. I don't know. I'm not I'm not a person who knows this type of stuff. But man, it costs money to stop a show. It costs money to make a show. It costs money to start a show back up. So, yeah, listen, uh, I think this is a pretty good effort coming back. <laughs> you know, I'm sitting here in the new apartment. It's uh, quiet. Um you know, for now and <laughs> knock on wood <laughs> and uh, I got Google Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah, I got Google Wi-Fi and a uh, Google Fiber. So everything is uh, blazingly fast. Oh, trust me. I download video games like crazy. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, this is great. I'm glad to uh, be back doing this show. Hopefully we'll get some uh, with things coming back up. I'll get some uh, more interviews going. And uh, I'll find my love for life again. <laughs> Listen, if you like what you heard here, head on over to the website, cpluscomedy.com, where you can see so many interviews, aforementioned interviews with your favorite comedians. You can follow us on, if you want to see a video version of this show, I'll get it right one day. Head to youtube.com slash cpluscomedy. I really hope and pray that this camera is still recording. Uh, if it isn't, then I'll throw up the, the thing, the place card. Um, let's see what else is going on. If you want to see the video version show, youtube.com slash comedy. And then also on youtube.com slash people's comedy is our premiere show news time. There's 300 plus episodes of our weekly news show where I cover the, something in the entertainment business world and I break it down for regular people. Yeah. Regularies. 
It's a good show. Check it out. This week's episode is about Mulan and uh, why there's backlash against Mulan. Also, there is a reflection song parody uh, in a cold open, and it's a music video, and it's great. I've written a lot of songs this year. Check it out. And if you want to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at Seaples Comedy. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter, at Chad Black White. Like us on Facebook. Rate Review, subscribe to this podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, especially Apple Podcasts, because that's where the things are. So rate it on there. All right, I'm hanging up. Goodbye. Here we go. Song's going to start at some point. Wow, this is so slow. Uh